I realized I hit record just so I could record and I haven't put anything on here yet. And I'm just like, uh, what have I been playing? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, that, that other thing? What else was I playing, Nate? Oh, um, uh, hi, whatever one has Gus in it. That's six. <laughs> I'll fix that for you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just need to get a haircut. No, I'm letting my hair grow up. Well, lucky you. I don't have that option anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't. I'm not attacking <laughs> you. Okay. Ah. All right. Anyway, hey, what's up? It's not winter weather, so I put some snow. We were supposed to get snow tomorrow. I don't fucking think we're getting snow tomorrow. So it's snowy. It's 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 I almost said Halloween weekend. It is <laughs> Christmas weekend. Technically, yeah. it's Thursday. Whatever. Um, do I release this before Christmas? I'll try. Uh, <laughs> should this have happened last or on Sunday? Yeah, I tired and pain. Tired and pain. Um, anyway, what's up? It's me, your boy. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. We're bringing done. it back. I'm logging off. Bringing it back. <laughs> oh, you can't hear me right now. Um, <laughs> anyway, hey, what's up? It, hi, hi, hello. It's me, Chris, a.k.a. Tumblr Burrito. That's Nate, a.k.a. Little Teapot. Uh, this is a new episode of Space Time Talco, your bi-weekly-ish uh, Official, the, the only bi-weekly-ish official podcast of Space Time Taco. Your every every bit of nothing podca- uh, website right now. Um, we're working on it. It's been... I love we went from, like, barely any productivity on that to really high productivity on that to, like, crash and burn. But not in a bat, like, a fuck it, we're not doing anything. It was just life, mm-hmm. man. Life happens. Well, we gotta deal with it. We're getting. We're not going to talk about what we're doing with it because we haven't planned it. I'm not promising. No promises. I would love no to make promises. promises, but don't make promises until you know you ha- have it all together. Yeah. Fuck that shit. I... Live our lives as a go. If we get it, we get it. If we don't, we don't. We'll work on it. It's you know, cath- not cathartic. What's that word? I don't know. I enjoy this. This is this lets my brain break in a good way every couple of weeks. Um... <laughs> I was going somewhere, and now I don't remember. Uh... Well, we're going to go right into our podcast notes. <laughs> I guess. There was something I wanted to say, and now I can't fucking remember. Fuck it. Whatever. Uh, this happens to you like once every five minutes. So. It does. It's my life. That's just how. That's the brain of somebody that has a broken brain. Um, well, Nate, okay, fine. Let's go right into the podcast notes. Like, fuck it. Let's talk about the one news article we actually have on the podcast yes. notes. Uh, which... In all honesty, it is a weird. It's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, well, three. I mean, okay. So I know you've what? been looking at articles. There's a new article that came out three hours ago in Jezebel that is more of an update about the person that this other article is about. Yeah, it was probably on Kotaku too. Um, but yeah, so Henry Cavill. Um, of Superman and Geralt fame. Um, 
is going to be working with Amazon on developing a 40K movie and a TV series that he plans to star in as well. Mm -hmm. Um, For those of you who don't know, Henry Cavill is a gigantic fucking nerd. Um, And everyone remembers, like, he first went viral about this when he did his PC building video. Um, Him just, during COVID, during the outbreak and during the lockdowns, he's just in his house putting together a PC. Um, But to people who aren't into this particular franchise or don't know much about it or who just don't follow Henry Cavill that closely. I mean, even I don't, but, um, he's also very much into Warhammer 40,000. Um, he has his own army of an army called Adeptus Custodes, which are like, take a space Marine and jack them up like times 10. That's what Adeptus Custodes is. Um, so he's got his own personal 40 K army. He's into the game. He paints minis, all that stuff like that. Um, but he's very into the lore of 40k as well. And 40k has been gaming, gaining some steam and popularity with things like the release of Dark Tide, the announcement of Space Marine 2. Again, it kind of bears repeating. Space Marine was the most popular 40k video game ever made, and yeah. people who don't even like 40k like that game still. Um, but there's no real details about what this is going to be. All we really know is Henry Cavill is planning to do it. Amazon Studios required the rights to the 40K branding. So he's going to be working with them to make a game. The other article that you that I think you're talking about that popped up on Jezebel <laughs> is uh, why he was kicked off The Witcher. <laughs> why he was kicked off The Witcher and most likely why he was uh, not actually returning as Superman as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. In Henry Cavill, and it's very disappointing because... Uh, Henry Cavill is very much one of one of my celebrity crushes, um, and it has nothing to do with his personality. I guess I guess he's a little he's a nerd he's a hot nerd, that's one mm-hmm. thing I guess. But um, he has a very long history of opening his mouth uh, and either shoving his foot in it or being misogynistic out of it. Um, mm-hmm. This is he the years ago there was the quote of him basically saying that he doesn't he it's like he can't even date anymore because of the me too movement um and i'm like oh god um <laughs> and it just gets worse like it, in that article i just skimmed it um i might link it in the thing just because i don't really feel like per, not continuing to talk about the bullshit that everybody just needs to know should already know by now um but basically saying that he is impossible to work with uh, especially for the women that he works with, uh, one of which I believe is a showrunner for one of the shows, um, mm. and like there's some in here, and it sucks because it throws comes into the, talking about his addiction to video games and that he was he plays so much he was distracted he was late, uh, like to mm. an obsessive level and basically what is quoted as using video game bro language. Um, yeah. And I'm like, uh, that's, I hate that, <laughs> that is like how it's being connected because you know, now some other article is going to be like video games, ruin people's personalities, whatever. Um, it's like, no people just, if, if people are like that and you think it's because of video games, it just means the video games is giving them an avenue to talk like they normally would like, like to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, fuck Henry Cavill <laughs> in only in one way now, I guess. Uh, 
all I'll say is, dude, dude's got to clean up his act, really. Like, in in this day and age, I hate to, like, use current year meme here, but, like, in this day and age, there it's really is no 20 excuse for it. fucking 22. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's just no excuse for it anymore, and I get that celebrities live in a different world, but to have a celebrity feel connected to something that to a lot of things that we enjoy as like gamers and nerds and stuff like that. But then to go out and do that kind of thing is just frankly disappointing. Like we would expect better from people who have that kind of status. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know beyond that, you know, yeah. I, I am, I think what I'm more excited about at this point is with all these departures and changes and big big moves with with the DC movie universe, because um, I like I, I'll probably give these things a chance maybe uh, depending on how it looks. If it was animated, I you know I'd jump on that shit immediately. I'll try anything animated. Might not finish it, but I'll give it a shot. Um, yeah. Well, 40K has already taken their shot at animation, and they failed miserably. Oh, really? Oh, good. Never mind. Um, but no, I... Uh, with... I keep wanting to say Sean, Sean, but that's... Fuck, what is his name? Why can't I not... Yeah, why can't I remember... Brain broken, Nate. Who's in charge of the DC... <laughs> who's in charge of DC movies now? Mm-hmm. No, you should know this. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Guardians I mean, of the Galaxy. Not... Wait, Guardians of the Galaxy. Director, director of Guardians of the Galaxy. James Gunn. James Gunn is in charge of the DC <laughs> Universe, included with some other guy, but James Gunn is obviously the more vocal of the two. Um, but he's basically been coming out and being like, hey, we, we did do this. We did get rid of him. Um, <laughs> we didn't get rid of such and such uh basically coming in and in um because when the announcements came out the i think i was with you when there were like rapid fire news articles being like this is canceled this is canceled all these things are canceled this person's out they're not playing this character anymore um all of that basically was kind of bullshit for the most part and james gunn literally responded to everything uh, being like, this is not, this isn't true. This isn't true. This is kind of true. Um, kind of like just getting through it all, just so we, they nobody had to deal with it later. Um, which I thought was kind of mm-hmm. cool. I thought that was a smart idea to get ahead of it and be like, none of this is real. These are the true things. Uh, then we had like the official announcements of like Henry Cavill's out. Um, this is why my brain doesn't work. Wonder Woman director i keep wanting to say peggy carter but i know it's not that patty jenkins um patty jenkins uh wonder woman 3 is no longer moving forward um but it wasn't like a they straight up were like hey we're not doing that fuck you um she like posted a whole thing and even he came and responded to be like hey all this that she's saying is true um and i i like that uh he's very much and it's gotten him in trouble obviously in the past with his you know if old tweets which now he has a system that deletes old tweets after a certain amount of time his tweets get deleted and i'm like that's actually <laughs> i don't know how i feel about that um 
because that's there's a whole other story i'm tangent on tangent here but there was a whole other thing where uh a tweet that he made in support of the actor that played um cyborg uh a tweet of him supporting that had recently been deleted and the actor came out being like what the fuck james gunn how you just <laughs> we're only doing it for little clicks or the attention or whatever and it's like and everybody on his tweet were like he has a system that literally deletes all of his older tweets has nothing to do with his lack him changing his support or anything like that um mm-hmm. That's a whole other thing, but uh, no, there's a lot of shakeups happening. But I think my favorite thing that I've heard that has been actually quoted from him in some way um, is the inspiration moving forward with the Justice League or the DC EU uh, is the Justice League cartoon and injustice, or uh, yeah, injustice. Um, Mm -hmm. And like, if anybody knows anything about us. Or me, I don't know how you feel about it, but the fucking Injustice cartoon is one of the greatest cartoons, in my opinion, of the, any comic book bullshit. Um, and I mean, like Justice League was great—the fact that it was able to continue a storyline for however many years—and uh, then I mean, hell, even getting to the point where we had future episodes that made, kind of made um, Batman Beyond canon to the same universe, uh, even yeah. bringing back. Um, uh, Terry McInnes is an actor, voice actor. Eric Matthews. I can't remember his name right now. Fuck it, I don't care. Um, <laughs> fucking Ron Possible. I can name all the characters he plays. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he even played the devil in H E Double Hockey Six on Disney on the Disney Channel original movie. Do you remember that? You did you ever watch that? No, that's, no. Some, that's some white people shit. I'll tell you now. Um, <laughs> There was that. There was my date with the president's daughter. Any of this sound familiar? No. <laughs> Not at all. I didn't watch Disney Channel. Uh, okay. Telling you, missed out on some good shit. There was this, what I thought maybe was just a fever dream that I had as a child, of there was like a live action Alice in Wonderland show where Tweedledum and Tweedledee, like, rapped. Um, and nobody believed me. And then Disney Plus existed, and it's like, hey, do you remember this? And I'm like, hell yes, I do, motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody else seemed to. Um, it's a fucking weird-ass show. I think the, like, the Mad Hatter, or no, the White Rabbit had rollerblades on. Mm. I remember rollerblades for some reason. <laughs> But, like, the main reason I will always remember the show is the girl that played Alice in Wonderland played the president's daughter in My Date with the President's Daughter, which starred the actor that played Eric Matthews. Yes, this entire time was me <laughs> trying to remember Will Friedle. Fuck yeah. <laughs> we have arrived, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we are here. <laughs> it took a... <sighs> What, 10 minutes to get there? (laughs) I got there. Ignore ignore the fact that I'm drinking out of liter bottles of Dr. Pepper right now. I'm out of my cans and I didn't get a chance to go out to Walmart or I didn't want to because it's so rainy. I mean, that's fine. I'll get two liters of soda and drink straight out of two liter. Like, why do I need cups and cans? Oh my god. Um, There's currently this guy, this white guy, on TikTok. That is making 
not racist black people jokes. <laughs> it's hard to describe because basically I never I've never seen his original posts. All I'm seeing mm-hmm. are black TikTok users stitching and in, in like reacting to his content. Um mm-hmm. And like the first one I saw was literally just white people sitting around their house and it's just him reading a book. And the next one was black people sitting around in the house and he's reading a book and then the fire the the smoke detector beeps. And then the stitch was a girl being like, I don't know if I should be offended or not. And then as she's saying that, the the smoke alarm goes off. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. Some of them are great. I highly recommend them if you are on Twitter or you can find compilations of Twitter because you don't want to give China your information. They already have it. They've got it. That was actually something I didn't add to the news, but... uh... I did find out today. Uh, Twitter basically conspired with the CIA to run propaganda and psyops campaigns. <laughs> um, it wasn't just like the typical social media, like here's an aggregate of data for you to look at. It's very much like the CIA was giving them things that they wanted on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Again, so, uh, that's why when everybody's like, don't use this thing, they're going to get your information. I'm like, you're already using enough things. Do you have a phone? Do you yeah. have a smartphone? Guess what? None of your shit's private. Nobody, nobody... I mean, yeah. Data aggregation has been going on for for literal centuries now. <laughs> I mean, I remember a, a meme I saw earlier this week where everyone's so like nervous about protecting their data and making sure people don't have XYZ and getting docs and so on and so forth. We grew up in the era of phone books. A yeah. book was delivered to you with people's names, addresses, and phone numbers. <laughs> oh, God. So, like, where do you think they got that info from? They didn't just, like, survey everyone, like, please give us your address. Just true. <laughs> sorry. Um, so, Kim and I, I, this is very random again. I am so sorry. Again, this is going to be... Um, Kim and I are fans of uh, a, a YouTube couple um, that a lot of people know, Jenna Marbles, mm-hmm. um, and and Julian. I never remember Julian's name. Salamita, mm-hmm. Salamita, Salamita. Um, Jenna, a couple of years back, I think twenty twenty, stepped away uh, and hasn't really created any content since. Um, but Julian has still been. Not as active, but still been out there doing whatever. Um, but mm-hmm. they uh, just because I just as I'm on Twitter because you said something about Twitter, I'm like, oh, well, let's see what's going on on Twitter. Um, one of the top trends for me in entertainment is Jenna Marbles, and uh, they just got married today. So congratulations mm-hmm. to Jenna and Julian. Very nice. Oh, excuse me. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, stuff happens. People, people are people, people, and people. And, I've got a whiny Cooper. Can you hear him? Yes. He very, very upset. <laughs> Cooper, what are you doing? You okay, boy? Come here. 
By the way, this is all going in. I'm just making this the, the most... <laughs> I told you, this is going to be the most relaxed, chill... Chill holiday episode. Alright, bud, come here. Come up on here. No, I put a chair here specifically so you could come up and hang out with, with Daddy. Come here. He doesn't want to do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Did you hear him? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Buddy, if I... Come here. Sit on here, chair. Look at this chair. This chair is for you. You can sit at this chair and hang out with me. And you can be on the podcast with me. <laughs> what do you think? Huh? Just sit in that chair. Don't come up. Just sit in the chair. Uh, v. Cooper. Huh, you won't say anything now, huh? <laughs> I hate that I can't get him on camera. Um, hmm. Okay. Oh. Wow. Sorry. What? Um, <clears throat> so, again, shotgunning all the topics. We all know AI art fucking sucks. Fuck AI artists, people stealing other people's content to put it into their system to generate using their own information, their their creations. Um, and anybody that's yes. like, that's not what is happening, you can literally see artist signatures being scrubbed in some of these AI-generated pieces. Um, and that's fucked up and wrong. Fuck AI genera art generation. Um Yes. A big, like one of the biggest art portfolio sites. Uh, and no, I'm not talking about DeviantArt. I don't think that's as big as it used to be. Um, <laughs> but ArtStation, ArtStation, which is a huge, huge, like, kind of gallery style, but uh, one of the, the most used and well-known um, curation sites, basically. Uh basically came out initially saying hey we're not really going to do anything about ai art so people have been kind of protesting by creating um no ai art yeah posts um yep. and filling the the feeds with nothing but that uh and they are now <laughs> removing it any imagery it's uh <laughs> yeah it's like eight my round eight image was removed from the tab altogether within 20 minutes. Yeah, basically, they're going through and getting rid of all of that and um, continuing mm -hmm. to make wrong choices in continuing to support AI artists that aren't of actually course, artists. Sorry. I mean, the worst thing about AI art as it stands now is, yes, the art is being stolen to be fed to algorithms to generate images with. The problem with machine learning in general is eventually it does get good. Like I've seen plenty of fucked up AI art creations already, but oh yeah, like finger. This is a hand. Yeah, look at, look at the hand. Yes, I mean eventually it's going to get better the more information it's fed and the more time it has to work with things. Yeah. The problem for me is knowing artists and knowing how much work they put into their art. Like you can't just teach someone to art that's not a thing you can do <laughs> um there are people with talent who just 
have a knack for doing art and making things aesthetic. And then there are people like me who try to do art and generally fail at it. But when I succeed, it's a good feeling to succeed at that. Yeah. Um, for the reason that AI art exists, though, is not just to steal that art. It's to make it easy for people who want to make money on that art to make money. Yeah. And I don't mean that in the sense that it's like artists doing commissions. It's basically going to get to the point where someone's going to be able to fake being an artist. They're going to be able to take an AI generator and say, hey, I'm an artist and put a bunch of shit up on DeviantArt or whatever else mm -hmm. and say, oh, yeah, I made this stuff. And it's going to be completely generated and maybe slightly edited by the person who generates it. And that will be a commodity in the world of art now. And it sucks because you'll take a commission and you'll put 6, 12, 24, 72 hours into making a commission where this guy generated something in like 30 seconds and did some touch-ups in Photoshop yeah. and is selling that. <laughs> so that's where it really sucks. Um, this is also going to feed into the whole NFT market and all that stuff like that. But it's it's just a really shitty way of doing things and it incentivizes people in all the wrong ways. Um, we've already had stories about AI art popping up in video games. Mm -hmm. So, like, that is not only just oh, it's shitty because AI art is in my game, but it's like, now you're taking a job from someone. <laughs> um, you're making it harder for artists to be on that development team because you just replaced them with a robot. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, like, like you said, I mean, AI art is terrible. Fuck AI art. I, I really hope that it just goes down in flames, honestly. Yeah. When when AI art, uh, AI art, um, <laughs> AI art started becoming a thing, um, it really was like, I looked at it like, this should be used as a, it could be used as like a, hey, I have an idea, it's in my head, but I can't exactly figure out how to put it onto paper. Let me get something to generate something close to it so that I can work from it. Um, like as a reference, do not just straight up use it as like, Hey, I thought of this. Let me put the terms in here and the artists that I like to see if they can make a thing that looks like what I want it to look like. Um, cause mm -hmm. fuck that. No. Um, and I think one of the, it's crazy to me. Like one of the, the biggest things I've seen, cause I have a lot of art friends and I follow a lot of artists. Um, mm -hmm. and a majority of them are super anti AI art and I'm like oh perfect I love this I love seeing the consistency on that side but then there's a, another handful that like are outspoken against certain things including <laughs> like NFT kind of stuff and uh, agree with that duh. Um, NFTs could be NFTs could be cool they aren't yet we're years away from <laughs> NFTs being used in a way that is good in my opinion um mm -hmm. But, like, we had that app that did, like, weird filters to people. We now have a new app, like, Vesper or something. I can't remember what the fuck it was called. Um, mm -hmm. Where you would put your images in, and then AI generation would happen for new profile pictures and different art styles and all that. Uh, and, again, people were like, hey... These are like these were artists. These were artists that I followed, <laughs> being like, "Look at these things." I'm like, "You of all people." <laughs> yeah. um, but like the problem was that is where a lot of that 
hey, look at this cool picture that this app made. And then you would see in those pictures where a signature had been, like, scrubbed out. Um, oh, yeah. Now, I... Uh, I well, may not that... be somebody that is, like, out there <laughs> doing commissions and all that shit, but, like, mm-hmm. fuck that bullshit. Well, yeah. I mean, that's one of the scariest things, though, right? Is, is again, these images being fed to these AI. They're mm-hmm. not... They're not created by someone in charge of this program. They're just stolen images from other artists on the internet. And the unfortunate thing is there's really no way to stop that. Yeah. Um, but it gets to that point where machine learning only goes so far to the point that it can perfectly reproduce something else. Right? Yeah. Is so we're going to get to that sort of singularity where the AI is cranking out one-to-one reproductions of people's artwork and also scrubbing their names off of that piece. (laughs) And then it's going to be this huge fuss between the artist and the AI creators of basically who made that piece first. Now, luckily anyone with a brain can figure out how to pull metadata off an image I mean, you can literally just plug it into different websites on Google and do that. <laughs> but yeah. you have that whole thing, and you're going to get those nasty people in those comments and in those tweets who are just like, well, this is the wave of the future, and so on and so forth. Tech bros, basically, <laughs> um, who are obsessed with that kind of thing. Uh, to me, it is... I, I think we've gotten to a point where, unfortunately, under the the big capital C... Um, everything is designed to serve that, and so everything will become commodity <laughs> sooner or later. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, it just there. <clears throat> I hate when technology, really interesting, cool technology, mm-hmm. is not used in a good way that makes it popular. Um, <laughs> Because we we always joke around about like technology that ex- that continues and grows and becomes successful is usually adopted by porn early on. Um, yeah. And the stuff that is now being used, it, it, obviously, I don't know. Who knows? People are probably making AI porn. <laughs> um, we already have fucking uh, deep fake porn, um, but just like. <sighs> Those things, the technologies that had been adopted and became popular through that, I'm like, cool, you found the right ways of doing it. You found ways of making this popular without, I guess, I don't know what the the word is that I'm looking for, but basically fucking with people. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, like, a lot of streaming stuff, streaming, a lot of streaming sites wouldn't probably be as big if it weren't for as dumb as it is, porn. Um... Yeah, because like everybody's like, "Oh man, Twitch." I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm pretty sure only cams exist first. Uh, or was it? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, webcamming sites existed first, and Twitch, even though their TOS is what it is, always rides that line between, like, okay, this isn't explicitly porn, but just, you're getting close to softcore. <laughs> just give us uh, a separate tab. Let us have porn on Twitch. <laughs> Fuck it, man. Well, it's owned by Amazon now, and they're never going to do that, so... I know, you can't even buy, like, porn off of Amazon. Well, no, Amazon 
takes its brand image seriously, and so that is why the brand, not um, the company. It's like, oh, we can't no. make the com- we can't make the brand look bad. We can be horrible people. Um, well, yeah, I mean, once you're making that much money, that's all you care about is your brand. <laughs> that's your that's where your money is. And you know, because it's an American company, violence is perfectly fine for your brand. Oh, absolutely. But uh, yeah, AR it sucks. Moving on. <laughs> Nate, what you been? What, what you been? What you been watching? What you been watching this this last two weeks? Almost three. Well, I went back to some older movies. One that we had talked about on our last episode, um, because you saw Glass Onion. Um, Hell but yeah, I did. I watched Knives Out. Um, better movie than I expected it to be. Uh, honestly a really really good movie um i'm not usually into you know i'm really not into a whole lot of fiction in general unless it has a tangible element to it (laughs) really um yeah (laughs) i never really knew that about you um but knives out is really a i mean honestly it's just a good movie um it's really just well crafted as a piece, as a movie itself, right? Like it's got all those little sort of things that should go into a movie to make it interesting and to make it a good story. Um, in this case, of course, we're dealing with a murder mystery, but the great thing about this one is it is a murder mystery that leaves you in suspense forever. It isn't one that sort of hangs that over your head and says, this is why you should be paying attention to me. The murder mystery itself, and this actually ties into the, the reason why this movie is crafted so well. There are distinctly three acts in this film that you can follow. Yeah. Um, and in the first act, that mystery for you is solved, right? It's like you know who done it, basically. Um, but then the movie starts throwing in these twists at you in the second act, where you're kind of like, well, someone is still messing around with this person and you can't quite figure out why they're doing it. And then the third act is when all is basically revealed, but it takes its time getting there and it lets you really endear yourself to one, the main character and two, uh, Benoit, who's played by Daniel Craig, um, to find out sort of what his methodology is, why he's such a good PI and why he's able to put all these puzzle pieces together. Um, And so when it finally breaks at the end, you know, who's really responsible for this big mess, that actually comes as a surprise to you. Um, That being said, of course, on repeated viewings, that surprise is ruined, but it is a movie worth watching more than once because there are details you're going to miss. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, really good movie. Kind of blew me away, honestly. I did not expect it to be as good as it was. Um, But if you haven't seen Knives Out, I would say definitely give it a watch. Um, And I'm looking forward to eventually seeing Glass Onion now, knowing that this movie was so good. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I believe, uh, I can't remember, it's either coming out or coming to it. Oh, what just happened? My screen just went blank. Um, It's going blank again. Why is my screen dying? Why are you doing this? That was weird. Check your cables and make sure the cast didn't mess with them. They're nowhere near me. Um, 
You don't know what they'd be doing in the middle of the night. I do. Sleeping in bed. They're very good. Uh, <laughs> oh, Friday. Coming tomorrow. You can start watching Glass Onion on Netflix. Um, yay. Yes. Netflix. Yes. That's exactly what I will be Netflix, watching it on. Nate. <laughs> wink. Wink. Um, <coughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was the other movie you watched? So the other movie, and this is going back many, many years, but it's it was one of my favorite movies. Now, mind you, the person responsible for the movie is not one of my favorite people. He's a shitbag. Um, but The Invention of Lying. And the reason I say he's a shitbag is if you know anything about Ricky Gervais and his more recent comedy sketches, you'll know why I'm saying that. Yeah. Um, but The Invention of Lying... One of, the thing, one of the things in that area that Ricky Gervais was known for, and this was during sort of the, for lack of a better term, edgy atheist area era on things like YouTube, um, was pretty much known for being one of those. And he was very outspoken about it, and this movie kind of plays into that. So the premise of The Invention of Lying is in the title, but this is a movie where the characters exist in a world where no one can actually lie. Mm -hmm. Like, it's an evolutionary trait at this point. Like, they just can't do it even if they want to. Until one day, Ricky Gervais's character wakes up and figures out that he can actually tell a lie. And some of these don't even start as just outright lies. They're kind of things like lies of omission. Or white lies, basically. Things where it's like, I'm not doing any harm to anybody. Until the point where he's telling so many lies that he more or less becomes the Jesus of this universe. <laughs> um, and realizes how powerful lying in a world where no one else can lie actually is. Right? And so it's almost kind of a philosophical piece in that sense. And this one does take some repeated watching to sort of get the theme of the film. Um, because it is Ricky Gervais being a comedian, he really just wanted to make a funny movie. But um, this does play to showing that at least at one point in his life, he was a deeper thinker than he is now. Mm -hmm. um, just an all-around good movie. Um, if you can stomach the sights and sounds of Ricky Gervais at this point, then uh, probably give it a watch. <laughs> I am a mean person. but um... Not mean, just honest. <laughs> yes. Um <clears throat> But yeah, movie worth watching. I just, I remembered it on a whim, decided to go get a copy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, just just go see it if you haven't yet. I recommend it. I have memory of that movie. I can't remember if I actually saw it or if uh, <laughs> I was just, my dad probably watched it. Um, mm. Yeah. Sorry, no. I, I'm now on, because you know me scrolling through Twitter and looking to see if anything new happened, and, and I fell into uh, the new chapter of um, <laughs> One Piece came out, and uh. it is, it's a fun one. Um, <laughs> a lot of pe people questioning things about in-universe fun bullshit again. Uh, mm -hmm. I actually tweeted out a, a no-context tweet, because it really is, when I saw it in the <laughs> issue or the chapter i'm like oh that, that that's what it reminds me of um <laughs> well no i uh I, I it is disappointing that he is a piece of shit because there's a lot of ricky gervais stuff i like um mm -hmm. 
But I, I am all out of the two because it, it, he was like a comedy duo to a certain extent with Stephen Merchant, and I am much more a Stephen Merchant fan. Um, yeah. Stephen Merchant, if you don't know, is the voice actor for Wheatley in Portal 2. Um, yes. He also played the accountant in The Good Place. He did. I always forget about that. We uh, talked about it on one podcast, and I could not remember his name. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so I I have not been watching anything except... Actually, you know what? There is one other thing that I've been watching. I didn't put it on here. Um, mm. Oh, we both have actually been watching the Chainsaw Man dub. That's for one thing. Uh, if you have <laughs> not been watching Chainsaw Man, dub or sub, doesn't matter. Both great versions. Um, fucking do it, man. This is one of, one of the, the better anime in years. Animates? Mm-hmm. Anime. Anime. Yeah. Japanese cartoon since we're already here um so the reason why this anime is so good is one is produced by mappa studios um mappa does a lot of really good work um this is probably one of their best pieces and i think that's in part yes because they're a good studio but also because it really needed to be chainsaw man was probably the most popular anime or the most popular manga of like last year. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they really needed to live up to those expectations and they do execute that wonderfully here. It is this sort of beautiful blend of both traditional 2d hand-drawn animation and some CGI thrown in. And the great thing about the CGI is a lot of people complain about CGI and anime a lot, but in this case, it's not overused, but it's used intelligently. So, for example, yes, you could charge an artist with drawing like a 200-person crowd by hand. And normally in anime, what you get is about 10 or so sprites that look exactly the same mm-hmm. <laughs> and are barely animated. CGI lets you sort of eliminate that problem where you can make individual, like, figures very fast and animate them all in unique ways um one thing that this anime does execute very well on is movement um the problem with reading manga is sometimes when you have dynamic movements going on from panel to panel it's very hard to track this is the problem i have with demon slayer a lot is i cannot really read the manga that well because the animation is so difficult to see between panels in that manga okay (laughs) um but when it's adapted to anime and a company like UFO Table comes and they make that anime so fluid and easy to follow, that's what sort of brings it to life. The same thing applies here with Mappa and Chainsaw Man. Um, but the thing I love most about this is I just started watching it dubbed and the dub nails characterization perfectly. <laughs> um Denji is a teenager who's down on his luck, and at least in the <laughs> first part of the series, is, is putting it mildly. <laughs> well, yes, not really down on his luck, but basically has been like, I mean, he was like kicked in the teeth at like six years old. Yeah. This, this, um, this boy has nothing but the clothes on his back, a rickety old shack, and a dog, pet dog that's based that isn't actually a dog. It's just a a demon uh, or yeah. a devil, chainsaw devil. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
I mean, even with that, the the thing that really carries it forward is, is they stuck true to the story that the manga told. They don't really deviate from it. Um, but again, that characterization is there. When you hear Denji's voice in the dub, that's a believable voice for Denji. Probably the most unbelievable voice is Aki's voice, but I give it a pass. Yeah. <laughs> um, power, though, is so beautifully well-written in English because she is, when she first appears, very haughty and very full of herself. And they pick that up in the way they make her speak in English. She's kind of like doing the the fake old English thing that you hear in like plays and stuff. And that's just funny to me. I mean, it makes her a more hilarious character because of that. Um, that being said, the, the anime is in every way as hard hitting as the manga is. I mean, they don't really waste time in the anime, which is also very good. You get about two or three chapters stuffed into each episode, but they're stitched together in ways that make sense. You're not losing a lot of the plot by seeing that. They're basically just cutting out fluff. Yeah, I've Four actually plus. seen... Um, it's funny you say that, but they actually have added some stuff, too. Um, they're, the the fight with the... I guess it's the Bat Devil. I don't know if they... I can't remember yeah. if that's the actual name. Um, there's yes. some extra extra combat scenes that, that kind of drew that combat out a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. But also the entire scene we get with, with uh, Aki... Um, the solo in the morning, like mm-hmm. getting shit together, taking care of stuff that is not in the manga at all. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that stuff is done off screen, and it's just nice mm-hmm. to to have that kind of focus in the series. Um, just that little yeah. little snippet of like, this is what this dude does. This is this dude's life. Um, well, fe- feel for this man. So you know, nothing yes. can possibly go wrong. I think I think that scene in particular is included to show how well Aki is put together, despite the world of massive shit he lives in when Denji and Power come to his apartment. <laughs> or just in general, it has not even just. Yeah. <laughs> well, just in general too. I mean, this is a world occupied by supernatural beings that just live to fuck things up. So, <laughs> um, I will say, I know when when the series was originally announced be, that it was being animated, um, I was super excited. Mostly because of the fact that this is the same, the same production company that did Jujutsu Kaisen, and the mm-hmm. animation style and the fight, fighting choreography or whatever in that just looked so fucking good. I like I can't wait for that, but more violent, basically. Um, yeah. And there's so many scenes, and we keep talking. We, I feel like we've talked about this so many times mm-hmm. that like there are so many scenes that we just cannot wait to see animated. Um, oh yeah. Like and I, the worst—it's funny because I know some pe- so many people are like, "Oh, I can't wait for this scene," but the scenes they're talking about are like non-motion scenes where it's literally just stuff mm-hmm. in on a page, nothing, no action happening, just things there. I'm not going to be specific because you know, no reasons, spoilers. Um, <laughs> I don't remember where this season's ending. I know Bleach is is having its uh, season first season finale uh since it's come back um i don't know when where mm-hmm. in the arc this is ending um well if I'm... they're following the manga in the sequence here it'll probably end right at the beginning of the bomb girl arc. <clears throat> oh yeah i didn't think about mm-hmm. that um i think that's the downside to how i read manga is i don't stop i just binge mm-hmm. straight through so i don't know what 
the ending. I my mind knows that there are arcs. Like when mm -hmm. I saw a breakdown of the One Piece of One Piece and being like, "Hey, this is these are all separate storyline arcs." I'm like, "That's separate. That's not just continuing on the same thing. This isn't chapters one <laughs> through what the one through four hundred aren't just one story arc." Um, well, that's a credit to the writers of those mangas is that even when you're binging it, they blend the stories together in ways that yeah. make sense versus here's a hard cutoff and then now we're into a new story. Yeah. And that's something that... Like, Attack on Titan. Bleach, um, well, Attack on Titan, Bleach, DBZ, all those suffer from that because <laughs> it's very much, hey, we, we beat the big bad evil guy, so what's next? Yeah. Oh, we're gearing up to beat the next one. <laughs> it's funny, too, because like I, we've talked about that with... Like the big the 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 big three bleach is still my favorite, but it really is that is the most noticeable. We are done this arc kind of series. Mm -hmm. um, like yeah. it, okay, that's a lie. I'm lying. I'm sorry. From the beginning up until the end of up until they defeat Eisen, mm -hmm. that is a full storyline to me. Um, then you yeah. go into the Fullbringers. The Fullbringers is fucking weird. I admit, yes. I agree. The Fullbringers was not good. Um, <laughs> there's some really cool shit in there, but overall, it is not the best storyline. Um, fucking the Bount is better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and fuck everybody. That is my favorite filler. Um, that and when they anthropomorphize, not anthropomorphize, when they anthropomorphize. make anthropomorphize. No, that's not it. Because that's just making animals like things but when they make I mean, the weapons into people um yeah that's still anthropomorphizing is it okay yes <laughs> uh yeah because i mean before then really only one person's sword had an actual like representation as a living character yes just mm -hmm. one just one um God damn it. Um, <laughs> man, sorry, sorry. There's just, it's so much. Uh, we, we, we were talking about this Wednesday when we went to the comic shop. Mm -hmm. That was yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just the the amount of things that I cannot wait to see how anime-only people react to. Um, <laughs> and we're so close to some things in, in both Chainsaw mm -hmm. Man and Bleach. Um, it, so it's funny... I looked at what else is coming from MAPPA uh, and in line with these are the three series that these people are working on that have been some of my favorite manga to read because um, you got Jujutsu Kaisen. Fucking love it. Mm -hmm. I'm behind. That is the one I need to catch up on. Um, Chainsaw Man, same thing. I ended, I, I read like the first two chapters of, of the second arc um, or second story, whatever. Uh, and then there's campfire cooking in another world with my absurd skill, <laughs> which is literally just dude gets reincarnated into another world and he is a really good chef. He can't fight worth shit, um, but because he's a good cook, he gets overpowered monsters to join his team. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. It's wholesome bullshit and it's the best. Um, so I'm very excited for that. Uh, as well as they have a new another series called Hell's Paradise, which I know nothing about, but I've seen people be super crazy excited for it. So I'm like, I might need to check that out a bit. Uh, mm -hmm. And of course, um, don't forget about fucking Attack on Titan, the final season, part 87. Um, yeah. No, part three. Well. Which, 
I do you give a fuck about it anyway? You f- did you you fell off a of Attack I'm, on Titan, right? I'm eventually going to watch Attack on Titan all the way through. Okay. Um, it is just it is so much to get through, and the fact that they're dividing the final season up into parts like this is very annoying to me. Um, that being said, back on good stuff about Chainsaw Man. If you want to watch an anime that has a different ED for every single oh, episode. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. The, that was the greatest decision ever. I'm sure it's expensive as fuck, but... Oh, it's very expensive, but the great thing is... So, one of the anime channels I watch on YouTube, uh, Mother's Basement, who I talk about frequently, he has a series where he does do analysis of both OPs and EDs sometimes. Um and how things are kind of told to you in those specific moments of a show, yeah. right? Um, we all remember... Great... Uh, sorry, I was going to say we all remember mm-hmm. um, Jujutsu, Jujutsu Kaisen fucking with everybody. If you yeah. didn't read the manga of making us think one character was going to join the team. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, even in... The great thing about all the Chainsaw Man EDs is they're all thematic to the episode that precedes them. And so you get this sort of, without even realizing it, kind of a recap of the episode you just watched or a specific theme is presented in the episode you just watched. Mm. I mean, the one with power dancing has been, like, memed into oblivion at this point. (laughs) Um, But that entire episode was the introduction of power and how just fucking out of her goddamn mind she is most of the time. (laughs) But it's fun. It's fun. If you haven't watched Chainsaw Man, sub or dub, just go give it a shot. It's definitely worth it. <laughs> yep. Highly recommend. R- recommend. Recommend. Um, sub, dub, or manga. Um, and it, yeah. it is one of those series that, like, if you love, if you have loved watching it, I highly recommend reading it. Because um, there are certain little subtle things that just work better. Um and I, I and we were talking about it again mm-hmm. um, with the video I watched of um, Super Eye Patch Wolf. Uh, mm-hmm. He was basically he was talking about there are certain pacings, certain things that are paced better in the manga, which is funny because technically you could look at a page and be done in a second, so there's no pacing whatsoever. But the way that you carry the images on a page, sometimes it could be a, two, a full spread page where it's just no talking just images that are moving you through a very emotional thing and that doesn't carry over as well sometimes to animation um Mm -hmm. they try and it's still great uh but that yeah i definitely highly 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 recommend uh because this is one of those series that i i think i read the entirety of it in two or three days um think i had a job i might have been unemployed in 2020 at that point uh, <laughs> there's a reason why i was able to finish all this manga um but anyway beyond that nate have you played anything new so no really mm-hmm. um the thing that i'm kind of getting ready for is there's a lot of games of course in both of our backlogs that are waiting to be played no joke but uh Earlier this year, I had kind of mentioned setting up PS2 streaming. I know that I have it working now. Um, That being said, there are ways to do it better. (laughs) Um, 
without losing a ton of quality like I do running basically running an HDMI adapter off of a PS2 going into a capture card. Um, that being said, I may just do it that way. But PS2 game people have to understand something about the PS2 era of games. These games are not short. And it isn't just like I can do a quick resume like I do on Xbox. Yeah. Um, a lot of these games, I have to get to a point where I can save them. A lot of them have interesting gameplay and story beats and stuff like that. But we're back in the era of things like save points. Um, so it takes a lot of work to actually plan like, oh, I'm going to stream from this time to this time and make that interesting with a PS2 game. Yeah. <laughs> um. Some of the later games I have on PS2 are better about that, but of course we go back to those early ages where if you're playing like a Final Fantasy, it's like even in Final Fantasy X, it's like you gotta get to a save point. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, that's one thing I, I always appreciate about my parents uh, growing up is especially my dad, not so much just because he wasn't really the one telling us to stop playing games, um, but my mom very early on knew that you mm -hmm. can't just stop playing a game you have to get to a save point and then you have to turn the game off um yeah so we my brother and i were very lucky to have a mother that understood that because <laughs> i have heard stories of people that had moms just walk in and be like all right bedtime and turn the game off uh oh, no. and that could lose hours of game yes <sighs> no, when i was when i was playing those games and like i had to go to school or whatever like that i would literally just leave my ps2 running for hours until i came yeah. back home. <laughs> Like, my playtime in Final Fantasy VII was massively inflated because of that. <laughs> There's so many, there are so many games on Steam that are like that for me that I'm literally like, oh, I gotta go to bed. I'm gonna wake up and immediately play this, so let me just leave it open. Um, mm -hmm. That's why I don't trust mm -hmm. any of the game, play, the game time on any game at all. Oh, well, there's there's a lot of them that, even with things like Quick Resume, were bad about it. I remember playing Witcher 3, and even though I did spend a lot of time in that game doing everything I could possibly do, my playtime was inflated because the playtime counter would not stop, even if you turned off the Xbox and had it loaded up into Quick Resume. <laughs> so, a game I played for maybe 60 hours had like 120 hours worth of gameplay logged on it. Wow, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yes, but you know, Gwent is a fun card game, so mm. can't skip out on the Gwent part. Okay. Uh <laughs> I put so much work into winning all the Gwent tournaments. <laughs> I feel like if you played... Um, no, you did play... PlayStation's version of Breath of the Wild. Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, yeah. In the second game, because you didn't have a PlayStation at the time mm -hmm. to get the second one, um, yeah. they introduce like a board game within the mm -hmm. game and i feel like you would fucking get sucked <laughs> into that shit uh, probably yeah <laughs> i mean I, don't know, I i like the idea of having those little mini games that are an integral part of the world that your character exists in um the thing that makes gwent special is it's a sh very short and simple card game to play so you don't have to spend a great amount of time like figuring it out or mastering it Mm -hmm. And that, and it's entirely optional. Unlike games like Final Fantasy VIII, where there's literally a story beat where it's like, we're going to introduce you to this card game, and you have to at least play a game of this to progress. Witcher presents you with Gwent, and is like, 
well, here's some places you can go to play it if you want to, but we don't really give a fuck if you do. <laughs> yeah. I always hate when things that I hate when things are required. Um, mm. Which is why I kind of just fell off of Black Flag. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to people... boat combat. I don't f- fuck boats. Fuck boats, man. I think I think I only enjoy the boat combat because I'm so into Armored Core and a lot of the boat combat in that game. Not the combat itself, mm-hmm. but the elements of like upgrading your ship and selecting the right like shot to fire out of your cannons for certain situations. Yeah. The angling of your ship and things like that. That was very much like armored core combat to me almost <laughs> I don't know. uh yeah there's I, being specific boat things <laughs> like sea of thieves love sea of thieves mm-hmm. but that is a game that i'm like this is a game specifically to be pirates on a ship mm-hmm. black flag is not just black flag it's not hey this is a new ubisoft title called black flag it was their way of being like hey we don't think I feel like it. I feel like it wasn't actually. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It might have actually. But to me, it felt very much like, "Hey, we want to put out a pirate game, but we don't trust it'll do well on its own. So let's call it Assassin's Creed." Yeah. Um, because it does become a major part of the game. You like get through the intro mm-hmm. of the game, and then it's like, "All right, and here are ships now. Got to do ships. Go. All ships, all the um, time. You want to get some shanties?" Yeah. There's, there are certain parts of the game where it really does force you to sail a ship, um, and that kind of sucks. That's why I stopped um, playing the Jack and Daxter games, because at one point it's like, hey, you're required to do racing now. I'm like, what is this shit? I mean, I didn't mind that, but... <laughs> you, Nate, you like racing? Um, no, I mean, every game has its flaws here and there. It just, if a game doesn't grab you, it doesn't grab you. I mean... No one can really say anything about that. Um, <clears throat> I I have like a ton of Assassin's Creed games in my in my backlog now. I'm like halfway through Syndicate, and I just stopped playing it at a certain point because it got very very boring very quickly. Yeah. Um. I, I feel like Ubisoft has tried to make Assassin's Creed this more and more grand scale thing, and it just doesn't really fucking need to be. Assassin's Creed was great when Assassin's Creed 1 came out, and it was a succinct story that made sense. Um, I don't need to have multiple playable protagonists and have them have different abilities and go out and get different equipment sets for them and all this other shit like that. Like, just let me be a sneaky boy who stabs people with a wrist blade. Like, that's what I want to do. Let me be a sneaky boy. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, they're going to do what they want to do. It's it's their best-selling franchise you know, whatever. At this point, I can't, I can't stop people from enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, you know, we can't control mm-hmm. what companies are putting out. Um, oh, you know what I just remembered happened today? Um, there was a very short, sweet holiday uh, Devolver thing. I did not get a chance to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see if they actually posted anything saying, hey, these are the things that we did. Uh, no, it doesn't look like it. Um, but I know that it's, there's a little 30-minute special up on uh, YouTube if you are interested. Uh, it covers some new... It's got some new looks in update content update for Skate Story, Wizard with a Gun, Angerfoot, Stick It to the Stick Man, and Call of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where the updates are, actually. No um, so, 
I actually have anger foot. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do, do you like anger foot? Oh yeah. That's just a goofy ass game. You it's called anger foot because literally one of the there's only two combat mechanics in this game, which is shoot picking and up kick. and shooting guns and kicking down doors. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's literally just you running through a house with a bunch of like alligators who have guns and you shoot them. And if you shoot them, you pick up their guns. So you have more ammo and you kick doors and you can kick the alligators. And your job is just to clear the house as quickly as possible by doing this. <laughs> it sounds like a first person, like in the things that I've seen from it, it, it makes me think of a first-person um, Hotline Miami. Yeah, kind of. Uh, it's just super simplistic and an easy game to just sit down and have fun with for like five or ten minutes. I want to <laughs> see... It was published by them. Okay. Deniton, Deniton Games. I want to see who... Or what game they made. Okay. So I wanted to see if they, if the same company did make it, because it does really have that feel to me. Um, mm -hmm. What is it called again? Angerfoot? Yeah. Developer. Free Lives. That sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. Games. Oh, shit! Um, they made uh, Genital Jousting, for one thing, uh, but mm. they made Broforce. Gotcha. Yeah. Stop smoking, Nate, and we wouldn't have to worry about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, that's... Uh, man, you, we talked about... That's like... Devolver. Devolver is our, our favorite. Constantly, they, they have not done wrong so far. At least from what I've seen. Let's hope. Um, yeah. No, just an all-around good publishing company that very much curates the things that they're going to publish, and decides to really only run with the good stuff <laughs> yeah yeah um like that is a company that i would like to have stock in if mm -hmm. i if you know if i was a person that could have stock <laughs> i am i am not a person that can have stock i'm i have my pockets are empty um <laughs> constantly <laughs> all right well wrapping it up here you put two things here that you've played oh i played games i forgot i played games <laughs> um yeah so two ends of the spectrum nate i mm -hmm. have not been playing many games i finally was like you know what fuck it i have the xbox hooked up to the small tv because if you don't know um for extra life last year i set up we have the tv mounted and then the tv i, I set up the tv underneath as like the confidence monitor basically um <laughs> and that didn't move because i'm like fuck it why would i move that so now i watch tv play video games it's great um, <laughs> so while I am currently binging, and I also realized I didn't talk about this, what I was watching, um, while I've been binging Teen Wolf, because why the fuck not? It's great. <laughs> if you grew up loving Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you will love Teen Wolf. Um, it is as, as, uh, my brother, husband, Elsa says, it is the gayest show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, while watching Teen Wolf, I have decided, you know, fuck it, let me throw some games up, because I got Game Pass. Game Pass, got all the games, why not try some of stuff out? Uh, and because I enjoy Justin Roiland's comedic stylings and the people that he brings in around with him, their 
comedy, um, I said, fuck it, let me check out High on Life. Uh, which, one, I'm a little annoyed that I had to install it because I'm pretty sure I told Xbox to pre-install it. guess it decided mm-hmm. to not do that. Um, but I played about, uh, I'd say, 45 minutes max. Max mm. 45 minutes. Um, and then I stopped playing and I uninstalled it. Uh, <laughs> it is, <laughs> it's not that it is a bad game. The comedy, the writing is... It's funny. Is it, like, super... Like, oh, greatest story ever? God, no. The storyline behind it is... It, the reason why it's called High on Life... I, I feel like I was about to tell you this yesterday. Yes. But I'm like, do you want spoilers? And you're like, I don't care. Right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, it, basically, aliens... The There's an alien drug cartel that's... Selling humans... Making drugs out of humans? It's weird. Hmm. Um, so high on life. Haha, human life. Um, <laughs> comedy's there. Well written in that regard. Story itself, I don't fucking care about. I There are very few games that I ever get, care about with story, and that's a personal problem. Um, but the gameplay itself just felt slow. It felt like I was playing something... I don't want to say like N64 level slow, uh, but kind of. Mm-hmm. It, it felt like Doom almost in certain points. And I'm talking about old school Doom, not new Doom. Um, yeah. Because new Doom is is fast. New um, Doom is fast. <laughs> the only reason I don't love it is because it's got more gun combat than I normally like in a faster game. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I, it really was. It just The gameplay just did not hold up to what I wanted. It did not hold my attention at all. Um, so I immediately uninstalled and uh, then found out that through the magic of sticking it to capitalism, um, <laughs> I uh, had to install Far Cry 6 because why the fuck not? I have it available <laughs> in my library, technically. I still don't know what the fuck happened. I'm okay with it. Don't listen to this, Microsoft. Um <laughs> Started it up, uh, I, we've talked about it for years on this podcast, I have played all of the Far Cry games except for 3. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I never played 3. I really don't. Like, everybody talked up the sh- talked the fuck out of that game, like, saying how mm-hmm. great it was. And I'm like, that's cool, I'll get around to it. And then 4 came out, and I'm like, this is already out, so I'll check this one out. Um, and I got it for, like, 20 bucks, the gold edition. Uh... Mm-hmm. Which hey, that's a good deal for the gold. The gold at full price is like seventy, right? Yeah, it's like a standard game price now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I uh, I started that up. Once you get through the tutorial-y area, because uh, that's always slow and boring in every single fucking game. There are no fun tutorial games. That's why I love Minecraft. Minecraft has no tutorial. You're on an island. You wake up in the middle of nowhere. Fucking go punch shit. Um, <laughs> At least at the beginning. Now they have whatever. That's a whole other thing. Um, but no, uh, once you get back into actual Beyond Tutorial, it's it's Far Cry. It's just more Far Cry. I love mm-hmm. running around, getting to choose what I'm doing for the most part. Um, I was very confused at first uh, because <laughs> you start off in the middle of like a city and you're escaping that city and that is like the tutorial area. Um, and then you wake up on an island and... 
very quickly you realize that this island is not the entire map because if it was fuck that is a really tiny far cry map Uh, yeah you basically finish a single mission like a big story mission big-ish story mission um and then the map goes from this little like crescent moon island to oh fuck that's that's what i remember from far cry (laughs) uh and that's kind of where i am um I fucked around on the island, tried to find everything I could, because that's how I play Far Cry games. Uh, I Will I ever finish the story? No. Nate, when do mm-hmm. I finish stories? Nate, can <laughs> you even... Can you think of the last game that I rolled credits on? I don't know. I want to say maybe Breath of the Wild, but I don't even know if you finished that. I, oh, fuck you. I have definitely finished Breath <laughs> of the Wild. Um, I... <laughs> I, that was my hyperfixation right after my stepdad died. <laughs> I had nothing else to focus on that was keeping me sane. Um, no, the last game, it was actually after Breath of the Wild. Um, I, I think I've done maybe two or three after Breath of the Wild at this point. Uh, the last mm. game that I rolled credits on was Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Which was still, at this point, let's see, Kingdom Hearts 3 released... January 25th of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been a while, Nate. Um, yeah. I don't finish games, and I have no problem with that. Have I bought every mm-hmm. single Pokemon game that's come out on the Switch? Yes. Have I beaten any of them? No. Have I come <laughs> close? Define Maybe. close. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I did finish Far Cry 6, and I can tell you, even if you don't care about stories in Far Cry... The story of this game fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is just a bad story all around because it doesn't know what it's trying to do with that story. Is you're on this island that's ruled by this tyrant, but this tyrant also is producing a drug, which is, at least in this world, the most effective treatment for cancer available. Um, oh, I haven't gotten has... to that point. Fuck, really? Yeah, so they have this drug they call the Vero, and the way it's made is by spraying the special fertilizer on tobacco plants. Oh, I burned um, those. Yeah, you burn those. So, <laughs> um, the story, at least just like if we're doing headline here, is you're a terrorist beating up the man who's curing cancer. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's your job. What it's trying to tell you is, oh, well, you're a revolutionary and there's a history of revolution on this island already. And, you know you've got to change things with the government scummy and they do propaganda and all this other weird stuff like that. But as you're doing all this, the game never really gives you a hint that you're making anything better or even making anything worse for anybody. Oh, wow. Really? You're just fucking with a regime because they fucked with you. Honestly. <laughs> um, you know, you're told that you're told and shown in the game that, okay, this guy's using slave labor to produce this new drug, but when you go around the map and you're freeing these slaves from their camps and you're bringing them back to your base and stuff like that, what does the game tell you after that? Nothing. You get extra recruits for side missions that pop up on a menu in the game. That's what you get out of it. Um, when you finally get to the end of the game, and the game very much fo- much focuses on Giancarlo Esposito's character... Um, as sort of the ruler of this nation and his son, who he's grooming to become the next ruler. Mm -hmm. Um, You're supposed to have these touching moments with his son where his son is like, you're getting to him and he's not as ruthless as his dad is, but he's still like under that guy's heel all the time. Um, 
you get to the end, and I don't know. Do you care about spoilers for the story? Probably not. No, I don't. I, <laughs> one, I won't get to it. And two, I have not been paying attention to any story. The fact that this game lets me skip cutscenes for the most part, I was so happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get to the end. You're in the main city, which is supposed to be like the dangerous place on the map. And you're storming basically this guy's, for lack of a better term, castle. It's really just a big skyscraper. So you're storming this skyscraper. And you're trying to get it up to this office and corner him. And get him to relinquish control of the country. And you find out earlier on in the game that he also has cancer and the Vero isn't working for him. Oh. So what does he decide to do in this moment? Does he decide to, like, fight back or make an argument against you or anything like that? No. He kills his he kills his son and then kills himself right in front of you. So you don't even get the satisfaction of killing, like, the main villain of the story. And in that moment, you haven't actually done anything oh, wow. you just got around this island and killed a bunch of people like nothing has changed none of the environment has changed nothing has drastically improved or gotten worse where previous far cry games you had even going back to far cry 3 you had a decision to make at the end of that game both of them didn't give you necessarily good ending but you had a decision to make that felt impactful because that story is very much, hey, we're going to take this trust fund kid, and what happens if we drop on a deserted island and he has to fight for himself? He finds out that he's really fucking good at murder, basically. <laughs> um, and you get to the end, and like this woman who's been seducing you and training you up and making you believe you are this warrior is like, okay, come with me, and she kills you. Or you get to the end where it's like, oh, well, I may have to kill my friends, and you decide not to instead by not going with her and you die anyway. So, <laughs> um, but that was impactful in that moment because it's like, Hey, all of the choices I made in the game, all this leveling up I did and all this becoming like the super powerful warrior that can take out whole compounds with, you know, a knife basically. Yeah. You get to that point where you realize all that led up to this moment <laughs> where in far cry six, that just doesn't fucking happen. Yeah. <laughs> So, that story sucks. Disappointing. Yeah. It's still a fun Far Cry game. The introduction, oh, yeah. introduction of things like Resolver weapons and all that stuff like that. The backpacks, the Supremo backpacks. Add some new flavor to the gameplay, but other than that, I mean, if you want a game where you just run and shoot people, cool. Yeah. <laughs> if you want a game with a story, uh, fucking skip it. <laughs> is, there, is there a bow and arrow? There are bows. Okay, good. There's actually a quest involving getting Rambo's bow, which fires Ooh. explosive arrows. Oh, so sorry. Thank you for saying that. That reminds me. Um, one of the things that I noticed is there is, you know, Ubisoft loves their microtransactions. Um, there's a whole bunch of uh, like skin and weapon and vehicle packs that you can buy yeah. that are all themed. There is so much. Like there, <laughs> there's a, a Heisenberg set. There's a yep. uh, the the chicken place from it's a whole bunch of Breaking Bad stuff. I can't remember yeah. what it's called. There's um, a Los Pollos Hermanos yeah. set. There's there's, there's a Danny Trejo van. <laughs> yeah, so Danny Trejo also has a special set of side missions in the game as well. Oh, um, he's actually in the game. Okay, cool. Yeah, you get rewarded with a motorcycle for it, and the sidecar has a minigun attached to it. Oh, I will uh -huh. say it is cool that I, I uh, the version of the game that I somehow have um, has the first DLC pack, uh, which is okay. all the like. Uh, Nate, you say yeah, okay. You're the one that has mm -hmm. these things. Um, all the past villains, like the little interactions with the past okay. villains. 
Um, oh, so those are actually sort of Souls-like versions of Far Cry to play through. <laughs> really? Okay. Yes. Uh, they're supposed to be like you're inside the villain's mind after they died. And so you're like learning more things about that villain hmm. and sort of what led them to where they were in those past stories. Um, but it is very Souls-like in the fact that you have to like defeat enemies. You're very weak at the beginning. You collect some kind of currency that exists in that person's mind. You go back to a main base. You spend that currency to get upgrades and things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's fun content in the game throughout. The, the thing about the microtransactions is, at least in this game, they give you a way in-game to earn yeah. money towards those, and it involves playing the co-op missions, which are fun in their own right. They have a unique mechanic where you're carrying that fertilizer, which has now been weaponized, and you have to keep it out of, like, sunlight and fire and stuff like that and cool it off um what i'm hearing what i'm hearing right there is uh i'm i if i want anything spend money um <laughs> yeah <laughs> the co-op missions can be fun if they're if they're played by yourself they can be a little bit frustrating but if you're playing them with somebody else i mean it's basically a breeze you don't have to worry about you can like be stealthy and all that shit like that, yeah. but honestly, you can just go in guns blazing if you want to and still complete the damn thing. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Um. All right. Well, I'm trying to think if there's anything else my mind wants to talk about. Um. <laughs> no, no. I I feel bad. Not feel bad. I hate that mm -hmm. I didn't really get a chance to do another big stream. Um. I am still planning on doing a christmas day stream uh, i can't do it as long as i originally hoped for just because um with kim coming back that night i will have to end early enough to go pick them up um mm -hmm. so i can't i can't drink i can't go super drinky again um <laughs> which that was a really fun last year and also i work at 4 a.m in the morning the next day um <laughs> not a great idea uh <laughs> but um I, like I said, I do plan on streaming. Um, we still have Extra Life donations coming in, or that can come in up until the end of the year. Um, mm -hmm. That will be linked on the screen there, right in front of my face. It's just going to be a thing. You can't <laughs> click on it, but it's going to be a thing that says here. I'll just put the, uh, the, the what are those things called? QR codes. People mm -hmm. still use them, right? They're, they're hip, they're cool. Um <laughs> Uh, Nate, I have an idea of a thing that I want to do at the end. Um, something that we... It's a no-contacts rep recommendation. No-contacts recommendations. Um, mm -hmm. Something we didn't really talk about today. Uh, that you just say, Hey, you out there, go check this out. If you like it, at me. Um, if you don't mm -hmm. like it, don't at me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what, what do you have uh, of anything? Watch, read, play? Um, let me say. See Hell, here. you could tell people to go touch grass, Nate. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I live underneath grass, so I very rarely get an opportunity to touch it. <laughs> but... Uh... No, if I was going to recommend something, I am going to tell everyone to go read a manga called, if I can pull up the title here again, 
Yeah. Um, I'll just do it in English because the Japanese title is long as fuck, and I'm gonna butcher the pronunciation. My wife has no emotion. My wife. Go read that manga. No emotion. Yes. Okay, that's an interesting one. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's right. No context. We're not gonna give anything else. We're just putting it out there. I might ask you what the fuck it is after the fact. Um, I will recommend as long as let me make sure that this is still available because I don't know if it was like a hey you could watch this but you can't watch this now um is it available do they not yes yes um I recommend uh gorillas just did a immersive live performance in the middle of Times Square um for one of the new singles off of the the upcoming album um, and that's just right on, on YouTube. I, it's a really cool idea, and I am upset that I couldn't somehow just be in Times Square when it happened. Um, so go check that out. It's the Gorillaz Presents Skinny Ape Immersive Live Performance in Times Square. Uh, I'll include both things in the link, or in the links. No context recommendations. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's really it. Anything else you want to talk <laughs> about before we go? Uh, no. I think that's all for today. Okay. Well, thank you as always for joining us on the last episode of Space Time Taco for 2022. Math, math, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, yep. I am off on the first, so. One, I can have a hangover and it's fine. And two, we might do a podcast that episode, that day, if you're good. You good? You good? I should be okay for that. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, if you like what we do, what you hear, what we what we say, what you what we look like, all the fun giblets, <laughs> the, the cats just running around in the background every once in a while, you see Cooper. Hey, Cooper. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just immediately went. <laughs> still staring too i love you dude um yeah follow us on all social medias i post pictures of the cats all the time um not on space time taco which you can find at space time taco everywhere on all social medias um you can find me everywhere at Sp time lord burrito almost did it uh including hive i'm on hive now hive's fun i like hive uh it's interesting it's it's like what if Tumblr was Twitter? Um, that's how kind of how I look at it. I don't know. I enjoy it. Um, you can find him everywhere. And by everywhere, I mean Twitter and eventually Instagram yes. at a little teapot. Nate, what's your final sign-off word of the day? Go inside and play video games. Have a happy you put holiday. Me on the spot. Have, a, have a happy. <laughs> Nate, you've had eight years to figure this out. <laughs> Go inside and play video games. <laughs>